I added one more podcast to the giant podcast bin. Now you have plucked that podcast out and started listening. I took my microphone and found some human folk. Then I recorded all the noises while we spoke. My name is Adam Buxton. I'm a man. I want you to enjoy this. That's the plan. How you doing, Podcats? Adam Buxton here. Nice to be with you again. It's sunny today. Whoa, what a novelty to feel the sun on my face after months and months of gloom and cold and darkness. Feels as if we're almost out the other side. Just as I said that, (laughs) a huge cloud covered the sun and an icy wind began to blow in my face. Excitingly today, myself and Rosie are walking a different route. The fields we normally walk past are occupied by about three big tractors with machines being dragged along behind them, plowing up the fields, sowing seeds, I don't know what kind of seeds. I'm hoping seeds of love, but it might be uh, discontent or possibly just turnips. The only problem with walking this unusual route is that it takes us past some woodland where Rosie invariably spots a deer that she can chase after, yipping away, and then just she vanishes for a while and it makes me very nervous. I tried to get a pet tracker and, uh, you know, I googled a lot of pet trackers and I got this one that said, oh yeah, this is good for pets. No, it isn't. It's fine if the pet is in the next room. You'd have to download an app. And if you sync it up with the app, you can press a button and the little thing will start playing a tune. Oh, there you go, you're, you're just in the next room. But you can't use it outside and you can't use it in woods. But I did feel as if I I should get something because there have been quite a few times recently where Rosie's just buggered off for ages and it's quite distraughtening. Anyway, listen, enough dog problems. Let me tell you about podcast. There you go. Can you hear? Yeah, she's spotted a deer and now she's off a yipping in the woods. Uh Uh-oh, the deer's coming this way. Let's see if I can... Rose, come here. Rosie, totally ignoring me. Fenton! Fenton! Oh, Jesus Christ! And off she goes. Anyway, listen, sorry for that uh, interruption. I was saying podcast number 69 features a conversation with British actor and character comedian Lolly Adafope. I spoke to Lolly earlier this year, 2018. And uh, we chatted about the fact that she's recently been out in America working with Steve Buscemi and Daniel Radcliffe, for goodness sake. Oh, Rosie. She's having the best time out there. Anyway, yes, Steve Buscemi, or Buscemi, some people like to say, and Daniel Radcliffe... Are they nice? What do you reckon? We'll find out. 
we spoke about Lolly's early forays into comedy at university and we spoke about music. Lolly's a big music fan. We talked about what she's been listening to recently, a few gigs that she's been to, including the strange sounds of Jimothy Lacoste. Rosie, I'm trying to do the intro. Oh, don't go up there. You see, this is the thing. Now she's shot off in the other direction. Rosie, don't go over there. Uh-oh. <laughs> what is she chasing? It looks like a warthog. Well, she's having a great, great time. I was saying that Lolly plays a, a character in Joe Brand's sitcom, Damned. And the character is this sort of ultra PC uh, social worker. And that led us on to discussing an exchange I saw Lolly having on Twitter about people using the N-word. And that somehow led us on to arguing about whether the crown was worth watching. Maybe arguing is too strong a word. Disagreeing. We also talked about music festivals. And Lolly mentioned to me that she's going to be performing at Latitude this year in Southwold. I said I hadn't been invited, but I'm happy to say that my wangling efforts since our conversation have been successful, and I now will be performing at Latitude 2018. I'll be doing the Best of Bug show that I was talking about last week, the 10th anniversary Best of, featuring some of my favourite bits and pieces, music videos, my music videos, other little bits of nonsense, YouTube comments, etc. That'll be in the film tent one afternoon at Latitude over the weekend of either the 14th or 15th of July. We haven't got our slot, but yeah, it'll be an afternoon thing, I should think. A technical note before we get into the conversation, you will hear that the sound is very roomy on this one. Normally, I do my best to make the podcast sound as good as possible, but every now and again, there's a, a technical malfunction and I'm forced to rely on the uh, backup recording that I make on my little dictaphone on this thing that I'm holding right now, in fact. But you'll be amazed at how quickly your clever brain readjusts and you won't even notice it. Rosie is now hurtling in the opposite direction. I'll be back at the end for a little bit more waffle, but right now, here we go. I'm trying to be better about present buying Merry for my Christmas. guests. Thank you. Well, this is Christmas, birthday. When's your birthday? September. Happy birthday. Thank you. First of all, this is, uh, well, I'll let you describe it. This is a uh, bottom burp master. So you press the buttons and it, I guess it, it makes a noise. Go on. <coughs> it's funny stuff. That's a power one. That will last quite a long time. Yeah. That's realistic. Wet. Standard. That's not very standard, I think. I think that's more standard. Squeaky. Yeah. Cough fart. 
Really good. That's actually that's the standard. <laughs> Ripper. That's quite musical, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's like this is like a, a DJ pad. People don't. There's no DJs that sample farts, are there? Yet. There should be. Yeah. I mean, that is a big gap in the market. Yeah. Yeah, as it were. What's that guy, Dead Mouse, who has that big thing on his head? Oh, head-tick. yeah. One of those kind of character guys. That's right, fart man. <laughs> For gay. This is not a cool way to start, really. I'm going to put it to the side. It's disrespectful. Be... <laughs> <laughs> but I like farts. Do you like farts? I love farts. I think it's good to be vulnerable at all times, and it's, it's a chance to show your vulnerability, I think. Exactly. And I can use this as a sort of punchline as well. Exactly. After I say something. I mean, that is the, it's yeah. the ultimate weapon. If I say something that dies in the room, I can be like... Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe more comedians don't go on stage with a little funny sound yeah. maker. Well, I can do that now. Yeah. I have a preview on Monday for Edinburgh Show, so and I go. have no material. Five stars. <laughs> yeah. A Scotsman. Five farts. A very entertaining <laughs> fart. <laughs> I got you a sheet of Adam Buxton podcast stickers. Oh my god! They are designed by a brilliant uh, artist called Helen Green, and I love them so much. I love stickers. Don't are you? these just um, coincidental things, or is this based on? They, they are all. She came up with them all. They're all things that a nerdy listener to this podcast would know. Ah, about. So read out and describe some of the things on there. Well, Doctor Buckles. Doctor Buckles. Thank you. Did it say thank you on there? Where yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's, yeah. A, that's a thing I sometimes say. Yeah, yeah. This, People, you're known for that. Was that the uh, podcast where they say thank you? Yeah, at the end, at the beginning. Um, my wife. My wife. Yes, yes. Robot man. Jingles. Mm-hmm. Talking hat. Yeah. Um, hello, geezer. I'm pleased to see you. That's good, man. As you see, yeah. they're really... But by weird coincidence, it says Rosie on there. And yeah. Rosie is the name of the character that I just played. With Steve Buscemi? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I looked at this and I was like, how did she know? Killer segue. Yeah. Rosie's my dog. I didn't want to talk about it, but... She's not mine. She's, she's a free dog. But um, she's, she's a dog in her own right. Yeah, she lives with us and I love her so much. And she loves me, I'm pretty sure. I've heard that she does. I think she does. Yeah. I mean, if There's she, a lot of chatter about If she doesn't she love does. me, she's doing it fucking amazing impression <laughs> of someone who thinks I'm brilliant so Steve Buscemi yes holy Moses tell me everything you can about that um, Steve Buscemi was born in uh, <laughs> he's from New York yeah. he's so cool mm. he's, what's this project it's called Miracle Workers yeah. and it's by Simon Rich Simon Rich how would I know him he wrote Man Seeking Woman Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And he has written some amazing short stories as well. Mm. A and Brit or an American? American. Oh, he wrote I for SNL. Do know? Yes, yeah, I've heard yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he wrote a book called What in God's Name, mm-hmm. and then this was made into this TV show called Miracle Workers, which is set in heaven. And Steve Buscemi plays God, and nice. uh, it's about him creating the earth and then realizing that it's terrible and yeah. wanting to blow it up. And then some people who work in heaven convincing him not to. So the oh, series right. is about them trying to save the earth basically whoa can you say who you play I play Rosie who is God's assistant and she hates her job because he's a moron and she like did all this training to get to this executive position and then has like no use of any of her talents and skills so she's just really bored and like hates her life every day but then you know things develop as the show goes on is it a comedy comedy yeah workplace comedy so it's just so full-on comedy rather than a drama that has comedic elements? Yeah, dr- comedy, yeah. Oh, good yeah. one. Yeah. And what, half hours? Or? Yeah, yeah. 
Excellent. Yeah, yeah. They filmed loads of stuff in Atlanta, which is what I realised from going there. So you're on location in Atlanta, or was it a studio there? Uh, a studio. Okay. Yeah. It's um, really big for yeah. studios. What's stuff. it like, the city? I've only... Uh, I've, I, I don't, all I know about Atlanta is from watching a little bit of uh, Donald Glover's yes. show. Yeah. It's cool. It's, uh, it's quite liberal, I think, compared to the rest of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic restaurants, fantastic bars. Quite... Religious, I think there are lots of places were closed on Sundays. Chick fil A, yeah. famously, closed on Sundays. But yeah, quite a cool, like, laid back city, I think. Right. I didn't really go to, because one of the drivers kept saying, like, do you want to go to the bad side? Uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> I was like, maybe. Yeah. And I never actually went there. But I think that part is more side. like the Donald Glover part. Right. Maybe. Just cooler. I the think. bad side. <laughs> maybe it's just like they just show really shit films the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It's just like not great. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a bit rubbish. Yeah. So how long were you there? I was there for two months. Okay. But I came home for Christmas mm. for a few days. But yeah, two months in a hotel. Nice hotel? Lovely hotel, which is quite mad to live in a hotel for two months. Yeah. Obviously very grateful to be doing it. Sure. Um, but like... Check your privilege. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love my job. But like, I would like just order room service all the time. Oh, really? Because like, I, I didn't have a cooker or anything. <laughs> was I, it all on the um, production company? I had the diems okay. each day so I could splurge. Yeah. What's your favourite uh, thing to order from room service? Well, every day I would call up and I think they started to know me as like the woman who lives in this hotel, like yeah. Anna Partridge, and I would call up and be like, um, what's the soup of the day? And they would say like something horrible. And it's I'd be like, the soup du jour. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, no, can I have the chicken burger please? Um, and chips as well. Yeah, and not soup, because I didn't actually want the soup, so I wanted to ask what the soup of the day was. <laughs> I wanted to ask to pretend that I wasn't going to have exactly what I always Yeah, yeah, had. yeah. <laughs> and then there was one day, actually, when the woman who brought up my food was like, I always speak to you, and I just had to come up and see what you look oh, like. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> just like the crazy lady who like, lives there and doesn't do anything. Yeah. But it was really fun. Oh, yeah. man. I always, I'm so unadventurous. I always just order exactly the same. What you get? I find it's generally... From hotel to hotel. Uh, if I'm, especially if I'm an American hotel, mm. if I'm an American hotel, if I'm <laughs> in an American hotel, the safest bet is usually a club sandwich. Sure. Yeah. 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 But I don't like it, the. I really want some integrity from not the sloppy. Yeah. Not, yeah. I don't They're want some sloppy. fucking thing that just falls apart. Totally. And they might stick a little yellow plastic sword in the top. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. fooling anyone. You need to take it out. Yeah. I need it? to take it out because I generally have to remove half of the bullshit that they've mm, put in there. Yeah. 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 I don't like the tomatoes. I'm too fussy. No. Yeah. But, I'm allergic um, to uh, raw vegetables. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. That's not convenient. No. I mean, I was younger, nobody believed me. Because I was like, <laughs> I just want to eat chocolate and sweets. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So what happens to you if you eat raw vegetables? Um, it depends on the vegetable. If it's not too bad, I'll just get very itchy around the mouth and throat. Mm. And sort of do that kind of horrible noise where you kind of like try and scratch the back of your throat with your throat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Really horrible. And if it's very bad, then I will just throw up. Oh. Which is actually not that bad, because then it's just done. But, so but you're like, okay if they're cooked? Yeah, if they're cooked and peeled. Ah. I think it's something to do with the peel. and But it's also, also something to do with the pesticides. But it still happens when I eat organic okay. vegetables. So I think organic vegetables are a scam. Yeah, and yeah, And yeah. it's all made up. You just, th- th- they're such a scam, that makes yeah. you puke. Yeah, exactly. I'm so woke that I yeah. can't eat them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm allergic to hypocrisy. <laughs> 
that's tough. So, man, how was Steve Buscemi? So great, so cool. Did you like his stuff already? Yes, yeah, big fan. Yeah, he was like not. He wasn't in any way intimidating, but I was intimidated because he's so cool. Yeah, great. What's your favorite um, thing that he's done, or one of? Um, I mean, this is not a good example, but I thought he was really funny in Billy Madison. He's quite good in those yeah. Adam Sandler yeah, things, yeah, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. I think that was the first time that I was like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, when I was younger, being like, "When he puts the lipstick on at the end, it was yeah. like, That's amazing." And great in um, Death of Stalin as well. Oh God, yes, he so was really great. good. Yeah, that film really stayed with me. Mm. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. thought about it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. It really conjured a, the ending, the, that atmosphere of paranoia. Mm. The ending, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was shocking. Yeah, and bleak. Yeah. And Rupert Friend, who knew Rupert yeah. Friend was so funny. I didn't realize that he was a Brit. Yeah, Could... I saw him in um, Start Up. That's right. Oh, no, that's so new. Yeah. That's right. Which that was is good, amazing. Wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's the yeah. main guy in that? The young guy. Um, Jack. He's in Skins. He's been Skins. Okay. Jack. Um, White. Remember Jack Whitehall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been put away. I'm going to prison because I did something like really bad. Yeah, that's my terrible, dad's in here as well. It's a terrible impression <laughs> of Jack Whitehall. <laughs> Travels with my father <laughs> to prison. <laughs> um, <laughs> be good. And um, how old is Steve Buscemi now? I don't know. He must be in his sixties. I, I guess so. Yeah. So does ageless, he? I guess. Does he's ageless? It's <laughs> timeless. Does yeah. he sort of hang out afterwards? And yeah, we went. We had like a rap party, and he came. Went for dinners. And he yeah. came. Very cool guy. Very like easy to chat to. Because it was like quite a young cast, and then him. Mm-hmm. But it just we just all hung out and had a nice time together. It was really great. Wow, that's cool. And when does that come out then? Um, it comes out in I think July. What's it called again? Miracle Workers. Miracle it comes out on TBS in America. But I don't know what the plan is for the UK. Yeah. Um, but Daniel Radcliffe's in it, so I was like talking to the people in the, at the channel. Like, Daniel Radcliffe's just not. <laughs> yeah, it is name. He's next. Coming up next. Um, and I was like, well, you have to put it on in the UK because obviously he's got millions of fans who yeah. watch it. So I think hopefully it'll be on. How was Radcliffe? The nicest, most angelic person I've ever met in my life. Oh, really? That's good. So kind and like just wonderful. Yeah. Just so sweet. And yeah, just again, so easy to get on with, hang out with us. Did he teach you any magic? No, there was one point when me and another guy in the class called Karen were having like a quite intense discussion about something to do with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, it's the mirror of Erised because it's desire backwards. Mm-hmm. And then he came over and he was like, guys, involve me in this conversation if you're going to talk about it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, just like so, isn't like, okay, I don't want to talk about Harry Potter or yeah. anything. It's just so open and don't took us all out for dinner. Pot. <laughs> yeah. Because you could forgive him if that was his position, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And almost like, I, I don't like to forgive actors for being dicks because you have a kind of easy job in some respects but like his life has obviously been so mad that yeah. I would forgive him for being a dick but. I was talking about the wisdom or lack thereof of putting children in big films sure know? yeah yeah what would you do or, if you had children would you try and steer them away or I think I would want to steer them away but I would know that if it was me my parents steering me away from it would make me want to do it more yeah so I would have to do some kind of like weird triple bluff or something where I was like, yeah, do it. <laughs> when did you start expressing an interest in being in showbiz? Um, from birth. <laughs> uh, when I was like maybe 14 and 15. Okay. I think, yeah, when I was younger, it was more just like a fun 
thing to pretend and I would like write little stories and try and write episodes of things. You try and write episodes of things. Yeah, I would try and like re like write a new episode of a TV show that I already liked. How would you do it? Like, what did it? Would you plot it out in a way that looks a bit similar to a screenplay? Yeah. Uh, oh no, no, never like that. It would be like me in my notebook. Like, like you sort write of write it like a story. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. And it would essentially just be a TV show where I fancied someone in it, where I write in a new character who comes to the town. Who I it's just me. That's you. <laughs> yeah. And he shakes everything up. Yeah. <laughs> and just that like, annoying thing of being like, she didn't get on with girls, but she really got on with guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's what, a real tomboy. Yeah. What would your character be called? Madison. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was one that I wrote that was for a show called Everwood. Yeah. And then because it was it was so slow to come out to the UK, I'd only seen the first season. And so I wrote this character called Madison that was basically me. And then found out in the second season that there was a character called Madison. So then would like have to rewrite everything and be like, oh my god, I've got to change everything because I'm not that Madison, I'm a different Madison. So yeah, I would, would write those kinds of things. And then when I got to like sixth form, wanted to do drama, but couldn't do it because of something to do with my school or like timetables. Where did you grow up? Uh, Sutton, uh-huh. South London. And I went to school in Surrey. Right, okay. Not such high school for girls. Yeah. Um, Was that nice? Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, like I complained about it at the time because there were no boys, mm-hmm. and, and I was just at that age where I was like, it's better for girls to learn with boys around. Even though now I'm like, obviously not. It's obviously such a distraction. Well, that's a big thing, isn't it? We are. We have a young daughter, and we're having that conversation at the moment. Mm. What is the best way? My instinct is no boys. I think for a girl, definitely no boys. Yeah. For a boy probably better to be with girls I don't know because then because girls can be very harsh with each other oh yeah there's that side of it yeah and maybe boys can sort of break that up a little bit I don't know but then it gets too competitive yeah I I think it depends on the person as well I think I would have been I was already distracted enough by the idea of boys Mm -hmm. that if I'd been with boys I think it would have I just wouldn't have done any work but if, if it's the kind of person who like has a good head on their shoulders and is like, boys are trash, <laughs> then I think it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But, so, wanted to do drama, didn't do drama at school, then wanted to go to drama school and my parents were like, no. Oh, really? <laughs> do a proper degree. Oh. Yeah. So and then was there was Q tantrum? Yeah, mild tantrum where it was kind of like, I kind of see where they're coming from, but yeah. also, you don't understand me and this is all I can do. <laughs> Even though I have no you training. need to nurture my genius. Yeah, support me in any decision I make, yeah. <laughs> no matter what. So I did English and did lots of drama at university. Okay. Like extracurricular. Where did you go then? Loughborough. Loughborough, how was that? Fifth choice. <laughs> university. <laughs> uh, Loughborough was fine. I feel like Loughborough's. Quite, I don't know anything about Loughborough, but it's, it sounds sporty. like one of the good ones. It's a good university, yeah. yeah. It's very laddie. Okay. And when I arrived, I wanted to be like this arty indie person. And I was like, this is not my place. I'm not this kind of girl. Come and Um, join the sexual harassment fraternity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like a fraternity, the whole university. I think it's like 70% boys or something. Mm. Yeah. Holy Moses, that's a lot. Some of the halls. My hall was definitely like 70% boys. But did lots of drama at university. And because I wanted to go to Cambridge. Oh, yeah. Didn't get in. And then was like, what am I going to do now? How am I going to be in the footlights if I don't go to Cambridge? Oh, was that your plan? Yeah, yeah. Right. Just do that. Just get in and then be a comedian and then everything will be fine. Yeah. Um, well, it's worked for quite a few people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it works. It works. It does. So then went to Loughborough, realised that there was no 
like Loughborough equivalent. But then somebody, this this group of third years when I was in first year started up this new sketch group and held auditions. And I was like, this is fate. This is what I'm meant to do. So then I got into that sketch group. Then they all left at the end of third year and were like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I've got to like continue it somehow. So me and my friends kept it going. But uh-huh. we never went to Edinburgh or anything because there was just no culture of it at Loughborough. So we didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah. Um, we tried one year and we applied. And then we realised that our venue was like in Glasgow okay. and it was at like 1am <laughs> and we were like should we not do this because the show was also very bad and then what was we, the show Sketches it was Sketches we were called The Love of Players okay. I came up with the name very nice um, and then actually one year we were called Guys and Lols and it was four <laughs> guys and me that's quite good <laughs> um, and then we, we, did, we did a sketch at Loughborough that went really well and we did one <laughs> yeah. planning for Edinburgh that was just just because I was going up to Edinburgh in my holidays and seeing like the Bristol reunions and seeing all of these like cool groups and then coming back to Loughborough and being like guys actually our stuff is not good <laughs> we really need to like buck up our ideas and then basically waited until I'd left and then started doing it myself yeah did you find it nerve wracking all that stuff at university I don't think I did I think it was basically a blessing that I didn't get into Cambridge because nobody did comedy at Loughborough people thought I was really funny because they were like what? Yeah. Sketch comedy? Brilliant. Um, <laughs> so I was never really that nervous because there were no stakes and like there was no one else doing it. Right. So it was kind of There's fine. no one watching. No, no one watching. <laughs> yeah, it's just me in a mirror crying. <laughs> when I started doing it myself then that was when I was nervous. Yeah. Yeah. And you started with characters did you? Yeah. Did you yeah. ever do straight stand-up? Never. Right. No. Too scared. I, I wanted to. Yeah. Nah, it's too much. Man. But loads of stand-ups say like characters are scary, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, like, I don't. Stand-ups have their own protection systems, don't they? Mm-hmm. All their little ticks and yeah. You know, Dave Chappelle when he leans forward and drops his mic on his leg and stuff like yeah. that. It's yeah, all yeah, part yeah. of who they are. Of his little defensive system. Sure. The really good comedians, you don't notice it, but they're all techniques for mm. putting a barrier up between them and the audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without making it look that way. But yeah, that's what you want to do. That's exactly what I was like. I was like, there's yeah. no way I'm going to go on there and be myself. Yeah, exactly. tragic. And what if they hate me? Yeah. Whereas if they hate... Because all of my characters are like... I don't really do likeable characters uh-huh. they can be likeable in some senses but the main question is that they're yeah, really annoying yeah. so it was, it was always like well it's fine because they dislike the character exactly. and so do I <laughs> exactly and it's kind of yeah like, you're like bonding with the audience by having this shared thing to hate whereas even if I did do stand up it would still be a, a version of myself but I would still be too scared to do that I think yeah yeah right let's go again what don't you fucking understand? Kick your fucking ass! Let's go again! What the fuck is it with you? I want you off the fucking set, you prick! No! You're a nice guy! What the, the fuck are you doing? No! Don't shut me up! No! No! Ah, da 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 like this! No! No! Don't shut me up! Ah, da 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 like this! Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur! Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done professionally. What were you listening to when you came into the office here? Well, uh, listeners, uh, we are at the offices of uh, a production company where Seamus, uh, who helps me out with the podcast, works. Mm. And we're in their conference room here. Mm. It's a very nice office. It's not, yeah, there's many worse offices. Mm. Mm. And uh, you had your headphones in when headphones you came in. in. What were you listening to? Music or podcast? Music. Yeah. King Cruel. King Cruel. Yeah. I just yeah. got that record. The Ooze. Yeah. Yeah. He's so an interesting good. guy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. I was reading an interview with him the other day. What's his story? I don't know much about it. Southeast London, always lived there. 
kind of blew up and uh, was hanging out with all these cool people, I think, and could have made an album with Kanye West or something, and they didn't want to. So is he a, is hip hop his background, or is sort of indie rock, or because no, yeah, like indie sort of melancholic. Yeah, uh, I think he reminds me of Beck. Did yeah, you, did yeah. You ever, did you ever with the Becks before your time? I guess I was into Beck a little bit. Right. Yeah, I think he's he's more of that kind of young, like almost perpetually nineteen, shoegazy London mm. kind of, you know, trawling southeast London pubs and like failed relationships. And have you ever seen him live? Do you go and see live music? Yeah, yeah, loads. Oh, I've really? Seen, I go and see live music loads. I've seen him. I saw him at Primavera last oh. year. And Where's Primavera? Where does that Barcelona. Happen? Oh, wow. Yeah, it was so great. Amazing. Really nice. Who else was playing? Solange. Okay. My son is into Solange. Mm, mm. Love Solange. Yeah. She was great. I saw Kendrick Lamar the other day. Oh, wow. It was incredible. Where did you see him? At the O2 in Greenwich. Right. Yeah. It was spiritual. The stagecraft, the creative direction was amazing. It was like, because you know he's Kung Fu Kenny. So he had this whole story. Oh, no, I don't know much about him. I'm, I've, you know, yeah. I've got to Pimp a Butterfly, that's mm-hmm. all I know. Listen to Damn, that's the new one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he calls himself Kung Fu Kenny. So he had like these visuals of this story, of the story of Kung Fu Kenny and his quest. Mm-hmm. And then he had these dancers on stage who were like doing karate, but like dancing. Yeah. And like, it was just very epic and great. Um, and very moving. And does he, do, does he do bands? Into song bands. Um, he does like non cringe bands, okay. like just kind of like London. Yeah, keeps um, it short. He doesn't go on a long. Yeah, no. Ramble. Yeah, keeps it keeps it succinct. He's not like Mac DeMarco. No, he doesn't like take his top off. Right. <laughs> yeah, and roll around. Had you um, seen a show at the O2 before? Uh, I saw The Weekend oh, right. a few years ago, and Banks was supporting. Banks, I don't yeah. Know Banks. Oh, Banks is great. Yeah, I'll make you a playlist. Please. Yeah. Is, is Banks a rapping person? No, Banks is a, a singer, a female girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, quite sad music. Yeah. Some of it's been used in girls, that kind of thing. Okay, kind of right, right. And it's quite good, the O2, isn't it? I mean, the sound great. is really good. Yeah, it was really good. Because that's the problem with some of the enormoderms. Is yeah, 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 yeah. Are you having a uh, chemical stimulant when you go to the gig? Are you having a little drink drink? Um, smoke smoke? I had a little drink drink yeah. because it was uh, just a normal Monday and I had to do some writing the next day. Sounds but uh, I think there were some people doing a little smoke smoke. Right, right. You know, it would have been lovely to do a little smoke smoke. But, sure. Uh, um, it wasn't to be for me that night. I'm sorry. Um, thank no, thank you. Um, but I'll tell you who you got me into. Mm. I was looking at one of your tweets. You uh, know, why, can I ask why don't you follow me on Twitter? Did do I you, not? Did you used to follow me and unfollow me because I said something <laughs> uncool? I don't think so. All right. But I, I will never follow you now. No, you shouldn't. Because it would be too weird. <laughs> you shouldn't. If I find out that you are following me, I'm just going to start. <laughs> coming out with all my alt right stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That you've been saving up. <laughs> yeah. But on your Twitter feed, mm-hmm. I saw you a couple of times mentioning this guy. And I thought, Jimothy Lacoste. Who the shit is that? Jimothy Lacoste. Do you love it? So you tell me about <laughs> Jimothy Lacoste. I don't know much about Jimothy Lacoste other than that he is the greatest musician of the generation. Have you had Getting Busy? Did you listen yeah, to that man. one? Yeah. I mean, I listen to it every day. Tell my listeners, like... Tell them the deal with Jimothy Lacoste. <laughs> Jimothy Lacoste is a... He's um, 17, I he's, know. Is he 17? Yeah, apparently. Or, well, he was last year. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's very young. Yeah. He, 
I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. He wears red trousers. What is he, mixed race? I think he's Jewish. Okay. Yeah. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> he lives in Camden. Does How do you know this? Because I read all about him. Oh, I, wow. I got fascinated by him. He, yeah, he kind of, he's just a, he's a great dancer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and does sort of dances on like the top of a train and things and nobody knows how. And he's like, I think he's from a sort of wealthy family maybe. I think so, yeah. yeah. So he's like a posh kid, but yeah. he's... He's very posh, yeah. But yeah, he, he wears these crazy red trousers. And I guess it's a character because his name is Jimothy Lacoste. Right. So who real the real name, guy is? Timothy Gonzalez. Really? Yeah. I wow. All the info. Wow. And Getting Busy, you described the video for Getting Busy. Getting Busy is him sort of dancing in various locations by himself. Quite slow, but really impressive in a weird way. Him like wearing these sort of small sunglasses um, <laughs> and like talk singing, like suddenly being at the top of a bus stop. Dancing. Yeah. I don't There's one where he's on the back of a train. or like the same one, yeah. Yeah. And I, is it... CGI? I don't know. It no, can't be. it's real. It's real, but like, he's on the top of a train. He's hanging off the back of a Hammersmith and City <laughs> overground tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is obviously Wells Angel. Insane. <laughs> yeah. And he's on. He's at the top of a lamppost at one yeah, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. The music is all very lo-fi, isn't it? He does it, it on is. an iPad, I think. But then I listen to it, because there's a bit in the beginning of the video where it says, make sure you listen on good speakers to hear the like heavy bass yeah and then I did actually listen normally I did it and then I listen because it's on Spotify now uh-huh. <laughs> so I listened to it with really good headphones and it is great is it really <laughs> the bass is so good no way yeah I couldn't believe it uh, I've got a little clip here it's like my getting ready song now this is I mean getting busy is funny <laughs> like describe what he's talking about in getting busy he's talking about how is, this, is it the one where it's like life is good when you're eating healthy meals yes and when you've got a schedule and what am I going to do on Monday? I'm what getting so busy. What am I going to do on Monday? Monday. Boy, I'm thinner. Get yes paid. <laughs> Boy, I'm thinner. Thinner, like I'm going to. Like a sort of a hip-hop uh, with... I don't know what it sounds for, but like, I'm thinner, do that. It's like, I'm going to do that. Oh, thinner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got you. Um, God, schedule's getting like busy. Longer. Might have to hire a maid. Life go. is getting quite exciting. <laughs> it's so good. It's a bit like it's got the Mike Skinner yes. feel about yeah, it, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? But it's yeah. way but less. Parody. Yeah, <laughs> it's way less accomplished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the lyrics is, "Girl, watch my cool dance moves. We can dance and laugh like wealthy, happy, cool Jews." Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess yeah, he is Jewish. Um, he's got another song called Drugs. Yeah, Drugs is really good. Drugs is, his, is him talking to a girl saying, don't take so many drugs. Yeah. Why you got to uh, do so many drugs, many drugs. Oh, yeah. And it's an appeal to a lover, you know, saying, stop, you're going too far. That was quite deep. Let's have a little clip. It's so catchy. Jimothy Lacoste. <laughs> Hold tight, Jimothy. Like anyone, I mean, Jimothy is a good name. Yeah. Right? We used to call each other Jimothy. Why you gotta do so many drugs, many drugs? Take it easy with your drugs, or it can be a loss. You can be a pretty little darling, Kate Moss. But take it easy with your drugs, or it could be a loss. You're getting wrinkles, you're looking dry, looking dry. Baby, take it easy, stop, get. 
<laughs> so good. But he is upset about Xanax, especially. Oh, really? That's what um, she's taking, and he doesn't like I that. think that's what the kids are taking. Right. There's an epidemic. Wow. So I started reading Where'd you get it from? Well, where do you get it? You get it, prescription. You get it prescription, yeah. Right. But you can get it off the dark web. Sure, 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 sure. Like pretty yes. much everything mm. these days. And it's one of those things that parents are now hearing about because it's becoming a real massive problem. So it's, oh, now, wow. it's now... Is it like a, an upper or is it sleeping? No, it's a tranquilizer. Oh, wow. Uh, it's one of the benzodiazepine mm. family, which mm. includes Valium and sure. Clonopin. And that's where you feel very like... Blissed out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you take it for anxiety disorders, or mm-hmm. it might be prescribed for anxiety sure. disorders. And you know, apparently the, these modern times we're living in, Everyone's are, there's gone. more and more people suffering from some mm-hmm. form of anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. What is there to be not anxious about? Yes, exactly. Is the yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Can't between Trump, nuclear war, what gender you are, mm. how, what fight you got into on social mm. media. I mean, God. Yeah, being non-stop. shamed on social shamed, media. Shamed, yeah. judged. Judged. Body image. Body shame, slut shame. There's no end of things to get anxious about, right? Mm. So everyone's getting anxious. But apparently mm. it's the thing, like kids are sort of dropping loads of Xanax. Well, that's so cool that Jimothy's doing this. Yeah, Jimothy's weighing in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flushing them down the toilet in oh. one scene. Love it. So let's hope he's not doing that ironically. It doesn't seem like it, don't you think? Like, it seems uh, like it's from the heart. I think it seems like it, it's ironic, but it's also from the heart. Yeah. I mean, there's one scene where he's <laughs> he's kicking what appears to be a large plastic bag of cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Like a football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think it's like, uh, yeah, it's a joke, but it's like, but seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, Jimothy. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, no, I think, because I, I read an interview with him and I think he's genuinely dismayed by oh, wow. how prevalent it is. That's so and, cool. And how it makes, turns people into dicks, you mm-hmm. know? I love Jimothy. Jimothy. Oh. How did you find out about him? Someone shared it on Twitter, I think. I think like last year they were like, this guy's going to be big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just became obsessed with it. Right. I've been waiting every day for it to come on Spotify, and finally it is. <laughs> I hope he's at the festivals these, this year. Yes, right. Are you going to festivals? Uh, going to Latitude. Are you playing there? Yeah. Are you playing there? No, haven't been invited. They've stopped inviting me. Ah. Uh, but I'm trying to wangle a invitation because my children want to go. Yes. Yeah. 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 Takes annex. Or we could do it, some sort of double act or something. Yeah. And then, what are you going to do? What do you do when you go to the festivals? Um, I do. This is. I don't really like performing for longer than ten minutes, mm-hmm. unless it's an hour. Quite right. But because because I, I just find like even if people like characters, to me the idea of someone doing a five minute character and being like, and now I'm going to do another one and doing that six times is like. All right. <laughs> also, the changing gears is a bit. Angry, yeah, isn't it? yeah, and I've never, I've never worked out the best way to like go in between characters apart from lights down, lights up. I come back on with no costume. <laughs> Have you seen Tash Dimitri doing characters? Yes, because yeah, yeah. she does that. I saw one thing. I don't know. How, I don't know if she always does it, but mm-hmm. she just talks about the fact that she's going to be a different character now. Oh yes, yeah. And it's quite funny. Like she just does it in a really weird way. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, I think if you make it naturalistic, that's yeah. the, probably the best way. But our festival, I would last year I did 
a guy who's like a political correctness guru who's teaching mm. people how to be more politically correct. Right, because your character in the social workers thing, what's it called? Damned. Damned, yes. Yeah, Joe Brand's yeah. Yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. She's a bit of a kind of uh, social justice warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Very judgy. Yeah. yeah, by the book of like being woke and being feminist. Right, right. Um, but like has a good heart, but it's kind of yeah. just sort of textbook rather than common sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this, and this, is it that sort of character then that you're doing? Um, in the, this guy is much worse than her, I think. He's okay. more like he he says the n word because he thinks that he's he's on the right side. So right. he's like, no, no, I'm like a lefty liberal guy, and like, um, these are the things you shouldn't say because they'll get offended. But these are the things you can say, and like, don't worry about this kind of thing. Yeah, I saw you having a back and forth on Twitter about the n word, and it um, was in, yeah, it was yeah, in yeah. the wake of that. Uh, conservative whip who um, described the prospect of Britain leaving the EU without a deal as... In the wood pile. The real N-word in the yeah, wood pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. Oh, dear. <laughs> but, like, the audacity to be like, yeah, it's fine to say that. Yeah. The confidence. Yes, you tweeted, someone needs to tell your boyfriend he doesn't actually need to say the N-word himself when discussing racism. Yes. And a, a fellow weighed in, a white bloke, middle-aged yeah. guy... Yeah. And he said, this is a dangerous idea. Using a word in a discussion of the word is not the same as using the word to mean what it means. And so then you had that big debate, which a lot yeah. of people are having these days, mm. about like, well, is this a freedom of speech issue? Yeah. Or what? why aren't we allowed to say it? We're yeah. not racists. Yes. So why can't, we dis- why can't we use the word in a discussion of the word? Yeah. And you were just saying, no. It's just, yeah, because... People are looking at it as, why can't we say it, rather than, why do I want to say it? Mm-hmm. Like, why why would anyone want to say it? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I mean, if I... you can say the N-word, because all the people who were discussing it saying, why should, I, why should I not be able to say it, weren't saying, why can't I say this word? They were saying, why can't I say it? So, obviously, there's a, like, they a know fear around a stigma, the word. Yeah. yeah, and like, just don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get by saying the n-word which everyone can all the time yeah and and people are saying to you that this is offensive then just listen to those people rather than like argue for something that you have no need for indeed i mean it's it's weird though because i i had this thing when i went on richard herring's podcast a while back and i was telling a story about an altercation i had with a traffic warden right Mm. and uh he was a person of color he was like an indian guy and at one point it got really heated and it was totally like we were not being abusive towards each other mm-hmm. at all we were just mm-hmm. arguing about the fucking parking fight mm-hmm. but I was really angry mm-hmm. you know and I was just I was being a dick <laughs> I was just saying you know mate get a proper job and being an absolute wow. prick about it you know I was just saying I was so furious mm-hmm. and he said at one point to something that I some ludicrous thing that I said he said N word please <laughs> You know, that, that, that phrase. <laughs> right, yeah. And so I said, how dare you? How dare you mm. use that language? <laughs> I find that very offensive. That's totally unacceptable to use that word. <laughs> but when I was telling the story on stage with Richard, I yeah. used the word. Oh, wow. By accident. It sort of came out because I was quoting it, right? Right, right, right. And as soon as I'd said it, I was like, oh, I said the word. Yeah. And the audience immediately chilled. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we talked about it, but it was, and then we talked afterwards, like, do you want to cut the word? Do you want to beep it when it goes out in the podcast? Mm. And Rich was like, I mean, we do talk about it afterwards. It's kind of the point of that story. 
but and I was like yeah but people will understand what the word is if you beep it yeah it was really a tricky one yeah that's odd I think I think if you did, did you talk about afterwards how you said it and they would have yeah. tensed up then I can leave it in because then it's like like the reason I always think about things is like is what you're doing going to help the cause in general mm-hmm. like if so if you keep it in and you discuss it overall I think that will probably like go somewhere to counteract saying it mm-hmm. I think but if you just leave it in and you don't talk about it then that's yeah then that's bad if it's sort of casually dropped yeah like uh, people say this word yeah exactly what's your policy then with hip hop with the hip hop community and the um, AAS and AZ version of it as a kind of colloquialism amongst people of colour I think that people should just stop worrying about what black people are doing in their own music mm-hmm. I think and not equate hip hop to a white person saying it or any, anyone else saying it it's kind of like there, there are other problems that you can be dealing with rather than looking at black people and being like can you guys stop saying that word please because we're not allowed to say it it's like you fix the problems that are like rife in white supremacy in these countries and then leave us to have our music we've created and kind of do what we want I think because it's obviously like so different when it's wielded by those people. Very when I was on the uh, the tube home from Kendrick Lamar the other day, people were singing because everyone was from the gig, and then some people were singing one of his songs, mm. uh, and then it had the N word in it, and they were I think they were maybe like Middle Eastern, but they were all kind of like jollyly singing this song, and everyone was kind of like, oh yeah, like that was a fun thing that we all just did together, and then they said the N word. And then I kind of looked over and like caught eyes with another black girl, and we were kind of just like, "What's going to happen now?" And I think every again, like everyone tensed up a bit because nobody in the group of people singing was black. And then the people singing kind of sort of like started to mumble the rest of the words, and then slowly stopped singing. But I think like people just get caught up in the fun that they're having, yeah. And then it, it seems like you're taking away their fun by saying that they shouldn't say the word. I guess the, 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 common, the thing that was happening on your Twitter exchange mm. was someone who didn't feel that they were racist. They didn't yeah, feel exactly, that they were part of the of problem. Course, yeah. And then they felt judged. Yeah, yeah, it's their own problem of them yeah. being insecure, I guess, in a way. They it's felt like, that they'd been told off. I think that's yeah, the thing that totally, happens a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the time is the tone sometimes of the exchange is mm. just like smack hand and you're yeah. like, oh, I was just, I'm on your side. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, it's just people kind of making it all about them in a way. Because it's yeah. like, this isn't about you. Yeah. It's not about y- you, Adrian, I think was his name. You're right to say this word. It's about a much bigger picture. Because mm-hmm. I was talking about this with my housemates yesterday. I was like, it's so interesting that, like, in this culture of offence and, like, victimising and things, if someone... I feel like we're at a point where if someone comes and says, I feel offended by this thing, our natural reaction is to say, no, you're not, and I'm going to explain why you're not and why you shouldn't be whereas if like obviously it's not the same but like if someone comes and says like oh my leg hurts then you'll be like oh who hurt your leg and mm-hmm. I believe you that this thing happened whereas because we're not all on the same page of like our like life experiences and our like cultural backgrounds it's just it's just interesting and like kind of weird that our natural reaction is to go hang on no actually sorry <laughs> you can't be <laughs> Although, if my children complain that their legs hurting, I do generally ignore them. You're, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> you just want some attention. That's your problem. How much do you talk about race in your live stuff? More now. I kind of. I do you feel obliged? Not, well, kind of. 
now I do. When I did my first Edinburgh show, I kind of... I think because I'd watched so much comedy and was a huge fan and was really thinking about how I wanted to, like, make a name for myself doing comedy. So I planned out that I would do... My first Edinburgh show would just be a really stupid, silly character show. And then the reviews came out of the first show that were like, uh, I really wish that she'd talked more about race. Like, that would have been really interesting to hear more about that. And her voice. Yeah. (laughs) So it was an audio review. (laughs) They sent me a podcast. And then other reviews were like, you know, she doesn't even talk about her race. This is, Mm. you know, long out of focus. She's a comedian. She doesn't even talk about it, which is uh, so interesting in this climate, you know. Mm. I'm Um, more woke than she is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also kind of saying it in a like, isn't that brilliant that she doesn't need to? Oh, okay, I well. see. But right, yeah, right, right. there was both. We're in a post-race. Um, yeah, yeah. Universe. In the 90s, everyone was talking about race, blah, blah, blah. But now, nobody needs to. Great. Yeah. So then, even though I already planned for my second show to be more personal, I then made my second show kind of a response to those reviews and those opinions. So it was kind of like me saying, I, I should be able to do whatever I want, because that's what comedy is. It's like talking about whatever you want to talk about and making it funny. And if I do choose to talk about race, then that's fine. If I don't choose to talk about race, then that's also fine. And the show and the work should just be analysed for what it is rather than what it is. Yeah, isn't, and how funny it is. Yeah, yeah. But then now I kind of feel like, as I develop more in comedy, also because comedy is so stupid and I feel very lucky to be doing it, I'm like, I need to contribute something, <laughs> I think. Uh-huh. So if I can, if I just make people laugh, I think part of... Even though some people can do that, and that's great. I think part of me will think... You're very lucky to be doing this, Lolly. <laughs> you right, know, you so you feel like you need to contribute somehow yeah, to, a, to yeah. a, an, an important conversation. Yes, exactly. Because like, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, you should be working for a charity. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, I know. I know that feeling. Yeah. I know. That's, it's a weird thing about comedy, isn't it? You just mm. think, this is bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but do you like silly comedy? Did you grow mm-hmm. up liking silly comedy? Well, who were, the, who were yeah. the people that you liked when you were... Um, Loved Catherine Tate. Yeah. Loved, loved like yeah, like the Amanda Show. Should you watch the Amanda Show? No, what's that? That was like it was on Nickelodeon. It was Amanda Bynes, mm. and it was like her sketch show. And that was when I was like, that's what I want to do. What's she doing now then? She, I think, is having a very tough time. Oh <laughs> now, really? I think she, I think she went off the rails a bit. because oh. um, again, like it was a child star. Too young, then, yeah. yeah. Um, but I like watch, watch a lot of Nickelodeon, not Disney Channel. You love Nickelodeon. Love it That's so the thing. much. That's I wasn't. I wasn't watching Nickelodeon at that uh, point. <laughs> sister, sister. What, I remember yeah. Sister, Sister. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as I got older, like Peep Show. Uh huh. What about uh, box set style series? Um, what are you into now? I I haven't seen any of the main ones. I saw you being very snooty about The Crown. Yeah. What's your problem with the crown? I haven't seen the crown. Get it together. You're I'm like, never going to watch. Why the would crown? I want to watch the crown? <laughs> it's good. No, I, I was like, guys, you don't have to be. You don't have to be a royalist. Yeah, you do. No, and if you, you love the crown, don't. it means you love the monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> and only, you hate poor people. You only watch things that you like approve. Of. I'm not going to yeah. watch Schindler's List because I don't like Nazis. <laughs> but as long as I don't know, I just feel like. Stop humanising them. Ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's too sympathetic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't want to like it. I'm not yeah. going to watch it. <laughs> oh, it's good. It is good. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm got, sure the acting's great. I've got none interest in the royals. Like, mm. I've no opinion. I couldn't give a right. fuck about any of them mm. at all, really. <laughs> but it's quite good. It's a really interesting. I mean, it's just. Will, will I gain anything from watching it? Yes, you will gain entertainment uh, yeah but there's so much to watch I know but it is good <laughs> also there's a, there's a sprinkling of history 
That's boring. <laughs> I mean, they do mangle some of it, like the, the more interpersonal stuff there. Mm-hmm. I guess they're just making it up. But I challenge you, Lolly Adafopi, to watch it and not get something. I watched one episode. Come on. But I also, now that I'm so woke, yeah. um, when I watch programs like that, I just... Get too feel, angry. Yeah, I just feel that like people are watching it and sort of fetishising like no, like Downton Abbey and stuff like that I'm oh like, yeah well Downton Abbey's a different kettle of coffee. Okay. I agree with you about that okay cool yeah I thought that was insufferable yeah plus Downton Abbey was pap I mean it yeah, was just yeah. like a soap yeah the crown's not like that okay okay no 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 different level okay cool okay I'll, I will I will try it out yeah, I trust yeah. you it is yeah. good because I had exactly the same thought mm. I was like why would I want to lower myself into that yeah pit of misery again because yeah. my wife used to demand that we watch down to that <laughs> give me uh, like something else Dr. Foster he's in Dr. Foster Shh, of course oh my goodness amazing really. she's brilliant I think about it every day yeah <laughs> some people thought that the second season was too trashy and silly I thought it was incredible I loved it it was so good that's like my dream piece of television yeah I love that oh. who writes that show uh, a guy called Gerald. Jonathan? I think uh, it's Jonathan. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Entwistle? Maybe I made that up. Fact-checking Santa's on holiday, so I'll just do it with my fingers. <laughs> Mike Bartlett. Mike Bartlett, yes, Right, yes, Dr. Yes. Foster. Who's Jonathan Entwistle? Maybe I made that up. Um, he wrote The Good North. Mike Bartlett? Jonathan Entwistle. Oh, what's that? I don't know. Never heard of it. Oh no, he writes the end of the fucking world. Oh, have you seen that? No, that's supposed to be good. <gasps> Incredible. Is it? Yes. What's the deal with that then? Is it like because I couldn't get a handle? Is it a drama? Is it a comedy? It's a very very dark comedy, I guess. Uh-huh. It's like it's basically a graphic novel, and it's incredible. What's um, the premise there? It's a guy and a girl who run away basically, and then something bad happens when they run away, and mm-hmm. they're kind of on the run, and it's the most beautiful thing I've seen like oh, the way it's shot and the actors are incredible it's so good um, and I yes I did audition for it <laughs> and am I bitter about not getting it no <laughs> because the girl is incredible right and she's I think she's supposed to be 17 and I'm 27 so yeah. it would never work um, but you look 17 thank um, you <laughs> how are you in auditions I don't know I like Every, every time I do an audition, I think, I need to revolutionise the way that I audition. Do you learn the lines? Yes. If I really want the part. Is that what you're supposed to do for auditions? <laughs> I never know. Because it really depends. Sometimes I go in and they're like, here's a script. Obviously, we, we didn't expect you to learn it. And I'm like, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. I feel um, like in America, they expect you to know it. Like, uh, but but no, sometimes, sometimes in America, they don't. Oh, really? Yeah, because they want you to kind of be more fluid. Okay. Sometimes they can send through about six scenes. Yes, yeah. On a like the the Friday before you're going to do the audition, yeah. or something. And, and I just feel like what what's the benefit in? Because obviously I'll have time to learn it. Yeah. So there's no need for me to know it now. And sometimes I've had auditions where I haven't learnt it quite, and then I've got there and been like, "Oh, so I can have a copy of the script," and they're like, "Oh, you know, a book." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. When they don't offer you a script, that's when I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I hope I never do another audition again. Um, I've got you another gift. <gasps> Thank you so much. I've got into buying people chocolates. Lovely. How are you with chocolates? Oh my goodness. This is so nice. An array of luxurious chocolates inspired by cocktails from around the world. 
you like cocktails from around the I world? I love cocktails and I love chocolate. Bonus. Amazing. What kind of things in there? Look, read, um, read the book. It's got some green ones, yellow ones, purple ones, um, cosmopolitan. Two versions of this classic cocktail. First from 1934 with gin, lemon juice, raspberry. Maybe. I used to work in a cocktail bar. Did you? So, so did I. I should know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Whereabouts? Same one? Uh, all over the West End. I worked in quite a oh, few cool. over about five years. Oh, nice. My lost years. And uh, I loved it. It was a great yeah. job. I would make like three times the amount of the cocktail and be like, oh no, I've made too yeah, much. Yeah, that's right. Or like, oh, I've made the wrong cocktail. I'll have to put that to the side for later. <laughs> strawberry, Sorry about that. Strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> strawberry daiquiri, I would yeah. always overmake that one. We had one called a berry white, which was like What's in a berry chocolate white? ice cream. Yeah. Kahlua. And Frangelico. Frangelico. Hazelnut. Yeah. With the monks. That's what the yeah, monks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hazelnut. I think I'm ready for Frangelico. Yeah, 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 yeah. Frangelico and Kahlua are gorgeous. I, I went through quite a long Kahlua phase. Mm. Uh, white Russians and yes. black yeah, Russians. Yeah, 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 yeah. So creamy, kind of. Yeah, although, no, mainly black Russians. Yeah, okay. With, yeah. or even just Kahlua and Coke, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a black Russian again? Oh, it's vodka and Kahlua, that's right. It's pretty yeah. hardcore. Yeah. I think I thought I was very sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does feel sophisticated, yeah. I think so. Look at me, I'm like a <laughs> evil leader of a corporation <laughs> I don't know Prime Minister <laughs> Theresa May yeah that's what she has what's her favourite cocktail I wonder water <laughs> frozen water water with the tears of children <laughs> um, have one <gasps> have one now eat one. Oh goodness do you mind if I have one please have one oh they're very alcoholic are they mm. <laughs> oh man <laughs> uh, hot toddy that's what I'm going to have Thank you very much. Thank you. One of the simplest drinks, the hot toddy, <laughs> actually predates the term cocktail entirely. Oh, wow. Our unique take on this favourite blends our British spring honey, scotch whiskey, cloves, cinnamon and nutmeg with a warming caramel encased in a luxurious <laughs> milk chocolate shell. Mmm. And mm. how does it taste? Like dog shit. This is an advert for Squarespace. Every time I visit your website, I see success. Yes, success. The way that you look at the world makes the world want to say yes. It looks very professional. I love browsing your videos and pics, and I don't want to stop. And I'd like to access your members area. And spend in your shop. These are the kinds of comments people will say about your website if you build it with Squarespace. Just visit squarespace.com slash Buxton for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, because you will want to launch, use the offer code BUXTON to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So put the smile of success on your face with Squarespace. Yes. Continue. Hey, welcome back, podcats. 
That was Lolly Adafope there. Thank you so much to Lolly for giving up her time to talk to me. Rosie, we're going to go this way. Come on. There she goes, the hairy bullet. Rose, I've changed my mind. We're going to go this way. <laughs> I just wanted to do another fly past. <laughs> All right, come on. I'm not going to do another one. Let's go down this way. Oh man, you are knackered, aren't you? Oh, she's on full alert today. I'm a professional tracker dog. Uh, I'm really good at my job. And uh, you could probably tell I'm professional because I stand here with one paw up in the air and every now and again I sniff the ground. And that's what we do. What we're doing there is we're just uh, getting a scent up in our nostrils. And that scent will tell us what's been there. Maybe it's a rabbit, maybe it's a deer. I don't know. I'll just chase after it and, you know, that reminds them who's boss, which is me. That's very interesting, Rosie. Thanks. Last weekend, I watched Alex Garland's film, Annihilation, which uh, I think got a theatrical release, or a limited one anyway, but it's on Netflix. And you never know, when they release stuff straight onto Netflix, sometimes it can mean that it's a little bit on the stinky side. And I haven't really read any reviews for Annihilation, but I, I thought it was terrific. I mean, it was right up my alley. I love a bit of science fiction. Absolutely love that. Uh, anything mind-bending. And there was lots of little homages or references, I thought, to a lot of my favourite science fiction films especially The Thing, John Carpenter's version. It seemed like there were lots of moments that were inspired by that film. And I think I thought that it was going to be a lot more slow-paced and arty than it actually was. And it is arty in some ways. There's a kind of uh, a coolness and a restraint that you wouldn't really get in your average sci-fi blockbuster, I don't think. But it's really entertaining. Natalie Portman's very good. Basically, the story is that a kind of comet hits a lighthouse on the coast of America somewhere. And uh, from there, an area of weirdness with a shimmering iridescent perimeter starts expanding. And these uh, army guys go into the area to check it out. Most of them don't make it out. So they send some more people in. That's always the thing to do, isn't it? Well, they've all died or been horribly killed. So we thought we'd send more people in. Natalie Portman is one of the uh, women that goes in. They're all, you know, they're scientists and army people. And weird things start to happen. It's based on a novel, I think, that I haven't read. But, boy, I thought it was really fun. You know, bits of horror, bits of almost 2001 style, kind of impressionistic existential strangeness. Everything you could want in a science fiction film. That's what Buckles says. Everything you could want in a science fiction film, Dr. Buckles. At the very least, worth a go, I would say. I thought it was terrific. And some, yeah, oh man, some really strange, shocking moments. It was a hoot. Rosie, come here. I don't know where she's gone. 
Let's just see if the tracker's got any idea where she is. View on map. Oh, it uses Bluetooth. When you're out of range, it will disconnect. <laughs> right, okay. I didn't read that part. Oh man, I'm so thick. I hate myself. I thought I did read, I thought I thoroughly read it and it said it was suitable for pets. Totally useless then, but I've got four of the little gizmos. And uh, at least I can attach them to the keys of my wife. So she will never again lose her keys and there will be peace in the house. All right, listeners. Hey, thanks very much indeed for listening. And uh, thank you to Seamus Murphy Mitchell for his invaluable production support. Thanks to Matt Lamont for additional editing on this episode. And I will be back with you next week. Slightly unusual one next week. I took a trip out to Paris to see an old friend and chat to yet another American indie auteur director. Uh, It's been the year for the American indie auteurs on the podcast. So check that out. It should be fun. Until then, take very good care. Don't drift out of Bluetooth range. I love you. Thank you.